Welcome to Jags Drive Time with Ashlyn Sullivan, John Osher, and Brian Sexton. Jags Drive Time starts right now. It was hard. Um, you know, the wind gets to blowing, ball soaking wet, it's cold, but like I said, you know, for us and, you know, I know for me personally, it's it's not an excuse. You try not to use it as an excuse, but it's a good learning experience for us. And, uh, you know, this, this will definitely add some fuel to the fire. The conditions, and I'm not being dramatic saying this, were absolutely awful in Philadelphia as the Jaguars lose to the Eagles 29-21. to Welcome into Jaguars Drive Time on a Monday. Ashlyn, Brian, and John here with us. It was a roller coaster of a game, dealing with a lot, and you don't want to use that as an excuse, but the conditions were, were truly something in Philly. Yeah, they were bad. <laughs> and uh, uh, I think you combine that with a team uh, that's really good and a quarterback in Trevor Lawrence who didn't play well. When you find that many times you don't play well, uh, you know, you had a loss. I'm not surprised with the loss. I didn't expect it to go that way because I didn't expect the, the conditions to be that. Uh, in the short term, very frustrating. In the long term, I'm not worried. But in the short term, it stinks. Um, so I get off the weather and just give you a thought that I had this morning. Um, I went to a, a, a Jesuit high school, right? Jesuit uh, Catholic high school. And there was a, uh, a gentleman there who was the disciplinarian. And when you got in trouble, you went to this particular Jesuit and he would reprimand you. And after he reprimanded you, you walked out and he'd go, hey, Brian, begin again, right? And, and the message was, hey, the past is the past. It's Monday morning, start over again, begin mm -hmm. again. And that's all I could think of this morning is they have to put yesterday behind them and begin again. And in fact, I wouldn't just make that my message today. Every Monday morning, win or lose on the screen, if I were the coach, would say begin again. You just have to have that mindset. Right. John, you know this. The great Colt teams that you covered had days, they had one here in 2006, where they, they looked anything but a Super Bowl contender. But they went back to work with that steady mindset and they began Again, that's what five turnovers, the terrible weather, that's not going to happen again to this team. You wouldn't think. Are we going to see the Jaguars play poorly? Yeah, we'll see that again. But the mindset has to be, okay, begin again. Figure out what you did wrong, and as you walk out the door to go to the practice field, begin again. Mm -hmm. No, it's so true. And, and Cam Robinson actually said that in the post-game locker room, saying today at 12 o'clock, it's done. And I think that, that so what now what mindset especially applies this week. You know, there were so many things going against the Jaguars yesterday. We're moving past it because 100%. now this Houston game is so much more important than it even was before this. Yep. All right, let's get into big things. Big thing one is bullied on Broad Street. Eagles ran 50 times for 210 yards and four touchdowns. That is the most rushing attempts ever against the Jaguars defense. Cornerback Shaquille Griffin on what changed after an early 14-0 lead for the Jaguars. The main thing what we're trying to do is uh, try to get the turnovers for ourselves. You know, uh, the main thing is, is us holding the ball and us creating turnovers. You know, I feel like we left some plays out there. You know, that's the main thing. Uh, that's part that we got to come back and fix. You know, we had some missed tackles here and there. You know, and that's the thing that we got to get better with. You know, uh, we always pride ourselves on making each tackle, you know, and then minimizing missed tackles, you know, and getting the ball back. So, you know, we just got to go back to the game plan and, you know, get back in our communication. And, you know, one thing we got to do better with is just making the tackles that we need to make. Big thing, too, is mistake meltdown off AFC Offensive Player of the Week seven days ago to now unfortunately turning the ball over five times yesterday. Quarterback Trevor Lawrence on the mistake-ridden day. I'm just pissed. I let those guys down and really just too many too many turnovers. Uh, obviously, it starts with me. All of them were me today, so that's, you know, no one else to blame there. So let those guys down. It's disappointing. You know, I felt like we 
had a chance to win that game and we did and you know same thing at the end there so that's that's really frustrating you know I just gotta you know I gotta take better care of the ball gotta tuck it I mean there's there's gonna be things to learn from and um, obviously just really really disappointed right now and finally big thing three is up and down this looks like the team we saw week one against the Washington Commanders not the team we saw week two against the Colts week three against the Chargers might be up and down for a while with this team especially a a young team Learning to stay consistent, Coach Peterson knows that. I think I got a great feel for this football team. These guys are mad. They're kind of a little bit ticked off, you know, um, and they should be. You know, they should hate losing more than they enjoy winning. And that's what I told them after the game. And, uh, you know, um, 24 hours, we'll, we'll get in the film room tomorrow and we'll look at it and we'll fix, fix it, make the corrections, and then move on, you know. But, um, it's a good group of men in there, and, and they're, you know, they hurt just like I do, and um, they want it just like I do, and, um, you know, we'll, we'll get it fixed. And that is big things, even with all the mistakes we just talked about, especially the fumbles and the turnovers. That really was the story of the game. When you look at the final score, I'll be, I'll be sure to say it, on the field it didn't feel that close. In the second and third quarter, you looked up and you saw in the fourth quarter the chance to go and tie the game, and you thought, oh, my gosh, the, the score's been this close the entire game. It didn't feel like that. It felt like starting the second quarter, the Eagles had all the momentum, and I never really felt like it shifted toward the Jaguars. Well, they did, and I understand why you feel that way because I felt that way too. And then I, I rewatched the game this morning. Um, if you're looking for, I don't want to say a positive, but as, as uh, something to say, are the Jaguars better than they were? Uh, 20 to 14 at halftime, and it felt just like Schlin's talking about. Eagles had all the momentum. And then defense comes out and gets at least two stops, maybe three. You're, you're 20 to 14, and although it feels like what Schlin's talking about, the offense starts driving. They have a chance to go take the lead. And you thought, okay, this is a mature team that can take a gut punch and come back from it. And then you had what I thought was the key pick. Oh, without all, a doubt. All, without all the doubt. fumbles aside – uh, that moment really turned it. But then again, they showed professionalism and stayed in it at the end and had a chance. I agree. The fourth quarter wasn't that close. The third quarter was legitimately close. Yeah. And if, if they don't throw that pick there, if Trevor doesn't throw that pick there, I think it's a different game in the fourth quarter. I still think they lose because I think the Eagles had matchups that they were going to be able to exploit in big situations. But they're the best team in football right now. Yeah. Well, so the, the, the play you're saying, and if folks haven't had a chance to go back and watch it, right, on that play, he forced the ball into Kirk, right? And you could just feel he was trying to get Kirk going. No, the broadcast, they said they had all the eyes on oh, Kirk. You had, you had Marvin Jones yeah. and Kirk, and then you had Agnew behind him, and you had two defenders. Agnew scores there, right? right. But that was a young quarterback who got greedy, right? He wanted the play. To, he wanted Kirk, and he wanted the touchdown. He wanted it all. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, he lost his composure in that moment. Um, I'll say this also. Here's why it didn't feel like the Jaguars were in it. The Eagles ran the ball 50 times. Yeah. That's the most against the Jaguars in franchise history. 50 times. And four of those at the end, right, were kneel downs. I mean, so it was 46. Who cares? They just they controlled the, the line of scrimmage, which was a surprise. Mm-hmm. Um, although we knew they were a good running team, the Jaguars came in as the best run defense, not because they were the most physically dominant, because they had built early leads the last two weeks, and they had prevented teams from running the ball. So there's some holes, there's some things that have to get fixed, uh, and, and that's what I imagine they'll go do. The, the interception 
was absolutely the turning point in the game. Yeah. Because if they go up 21-20 there. Who knows? Yeah, who knows where you go there. Oh, yeah. It but was it was like so impressive. A balloon. It was so impressive to watch them get down the field. And then when he looked at Kirk and went, no, no. I, you could see it at the snap <laughs> of the ball. Agnew's all by himself in the flat. And I'm screaming, throw it to Agnew. Right. And, and that was kind of the mismatch we saw. And, and whether it was because Zay Jones wasn't playing, it seemed like the Eagles didn't have an answer for Jamal Agnew because we haven't seen him in that much of an offensive role yeah. so this far is a well-coached team they put them in a position in the third quarter coming out of the locker room to be able to go and do that right. I was impressed and even with everything going on in the locker room the sentiment was okay this Eagles team is incredibly well coached mm. and they had a plan with running the football in this weather and it worked yep. and we couldn't stop them well they're also even if the Jaguars had played poorly I mean even the Jaguars hadn't played poorly the Eagles were good, and they're really good up front. Yeah. Yeah. They believe they're the best offensive line in the league. I think I they, do, too. They played like it uh, yesterday. And they also took advantage of uh, – Rashawn Jenkins talked about it in the postgame. Some young eyes on the Jaguars' defense that hadn't seen this sort of run scheme at this level yet. Yep. Uh, I don't think they will uh, fare as poorly against this concept – the next time they see it. No disrespect intended to the Jaguars receivers at all. They are making plays. However, A.J. Brown was the difference in a lot of situations in that ball game. And the Jaguars, I think, I would like to see them look more towards Evan Ingram because he's that big body who moves well that gives them the chance to be able to have an A.J. Brown quality to this. I thought A.J. Brown was a great acquisition. He's one of my favorite players in this game. 6'2", ten, long arms, and his attitude. He was a big difference maker, and the Jaguars need to find somebody who can be that guy for them. And I think it's Ingram. Right. And, and I, I was a little confused because I think it was I think it was after halftime where I was at the point where Marvin Jones and Christian Kirk hadn't had a catch yet. Yeah. And it just felt like nothing was working. And I don't know if that's because Zay Jones wasn't in the game. I'm curious when we asked them about this this week is, is why wasn't it working and why weren't the targets going to those guys? Was it the plan? Well, I don't know. They were trying to get it to him, and they weren't catching the ball. Yeah. No, there was a bunch of yeah. drop passes There was well. a little of that. Um, and I think it was also what uh, Doug Peterson talked about after the game. They had 49 snaps. Yeah, so it's not enough to be able to When that happens, it feels like you're not getting guys the ball. Mm-hmm. It feels like you're not giving your running backs a chance because all of a sudden you're three and out. They hadn't had a lot of those kind of drives yeah. this year. They well, had very few three and outs. They it, led the league with felt, 10 play drives coming into the game. Yeah, it felt like that's all they had yesterday. So I think, that, I think that's why the dynamic felt different. For two weeks, everything was sort of easy. Yesterday, everything was hard. They had one-third fewer snaps. They they had 75 snaps in the bowl game in Los Angeles, and only 49, as John mentioned. That's that's a lot fewer plays. How was it out there, by the way, Ashlyn? I don't want to talk about it. I didn't notice it. I I thought I was going to die. You never have, John. I thought I was just not going to make it. (laughs) You guys were going to have to host the show, and I just wasn't going to come back. The Palm Beach in you? I was soft. I will admit it. I was not built for that. When we come back on Jaguars Drive Time, some highlights from yesterday's loss to the Philadelphia Eagles. Stay with us. Jaguars fans, huddle up for the best defense against expensive car repairs, CarShield. Score big with the nation's number one automotive protection company, CarShield. They offer affordable plans that cover over 6,000 parts and systems in your car, truck, or SUV. Don't miss any Jaguars action this season with a car breakdown. Call the MVPs at CarShield for the best coverage ever. Call 800-471-1223. 800-471-1223. Go Jags! Hey, Jags fans, Brian Sexton for DreamFinders Homes. In a complex housing market, do decisions on the biggest purchase of your life stress you out? 
At DreamFinders Homes, they can build the home of your dreams in one of their many communities in Northeast Florida. With a mortgage company in-house, they're here to assist you throughout the entire process. Choose from their wide range of single-family homes or townhomes from the 300,000s. DreamFinders Homes specializes in homes built to fit your lifestyle. Call 904-590-2545 or visit DreamFindersHomes.com. Frank Frangie here. When you want barbecue in Jacksonville, you want Bono's Pit Barbecue. You can find Bono's locations all around town and on game day at TIAA Bank Field because Bono's is the official barbecue of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Bono's is currently expanding its brand with franchise opportunities throughout the Southeast and beyond. Over 70 years of authentic Southern Pit Barbecue and owning your own business are a great combo. Go to Bono'sBarBQ.com to learn more or call 904-880-8310 today. And remember, if you don't see a pit, it ain't legit. Call CarShield now. If your car's out of manufacturer's warranty, don't get stuck with expensive mechanical and computer screen repairs. Call CarShield. We're back, Jaguars Drive Time on a Monday morning, recapping this loss to the Philadelphia Eagles that brings the Jaguars to 500 on the season and tied for first place in the AFC South. Big game this Sunday against the Texans to try to get back to that division lead. So let's go to some highlights. Start with the Eagles. First offensive drive and a very early shift of momentum for the Jaguars. And a touchdown out of empty. Eagles playing with pace. Hurts faking the handoff, the pass. Bad into the air and it's picked off. Intercepted by Cisco. Cisco still going inside the 20. Cisco is going to score. Pick six for Jacksonville. Just chaos immediately. <laughs> That's why they drafted him in the third round. And if he hadn't been injured at Syracuse, he might have been a late first round pick. He is a takeaway guy. He has great instincts for the ball. John, they've been really happy with their safety play the first couple of weeks. It's not been perfect, but it's been better than we've seen in a long oh, time. Oh, it's been a here. lot better than... Uh, Maybe I expected because I wasn't sure what to expect from those two guys. Um, didn't it feel like after this play, the Eagles kind of said, you know, throwing downfield is going to be really hard and yep. messy today. Yep. Let's not do that. And I think they had the personnel to not do that and still be okay. But it felt like after the first couple of series, the Eagles just said, we have other things that we can yeah. do besides yeah. this. We're not going to risk this sort of thing. I today. think the deepest shot down the field was what, 15, 18 yards to A.J. Yeah. Brown? That was it. Right, right. Yeah. All right, Jaguars up 7-0 at this point and lengthen their lead with a great drive, and it is all Jaguars at this point. What does Peterson dial up here on third and four? Lawrence going to sling it. Near side, it's caught. Wide open is Jamal Agnew. Makes a big early play. First and ten, Lawrence rolls out, throws in the run, completes. This is Dan Arnold, the tight end. A clock running now inside of four minutes left in the quarter. Lawrence to the air. It's caught. Agnew. Touchdown. Great drive. And Jamal Agnew, what a game for him. I'm going to tell you, it felt just like it did the week before that Doug Peterson was totally dialed in. You know how they talk in hockey about a hot goaltender who stands on his head? It felt like Doug Peterson had play calls down. He had the sheet nailed. Mm -hmm. And this was going to be a big opportunity for the Jaguars, and then the turnovers happened. Right. Well, I think it was there, and then I think the Eagles uh, sort of figured out a little bit uh, what they wanted to do with Agnew and sort of slowed that unknown down. Uh, perhaps a little bit. So, mm -hmm. All right, let's go to the third quarter. Jaguars trail 20-14 to 14 at this point, driving with a chance to score and take the lead with an extra point, but a promising drive comes up empty. Look for Christian Kirk here. That would be about a 52-yard kick from here. Lawrence feeling the push. Football is loose. Who's got it? 
And it's Eagles football. We got A.J. Brown in the slot. Smith in motion. Hurts on fourth and goal. He's going to run for it. Hurts. Football is loose. What's the call here? Now they say touchdown. Yeah, and I thought there... Sorry to interrupt you, Sean. Um, I, I thought the better team... I think figured out right then that they were okay. Uh, there were a couple of plays there that really could have turned in Jaguars' favor. Trevor had missed Agnew on a possible touchdown right before that fumble. That fumble didn't matter that much to me because it was, it was, it was fourth, fourth down, down anyway. It, you know, you don't want it because it feels like a momentum change and it feels big. That team gets fired up, but it didn't really hurt them that much. But then all of a sudden, you get the break in the red zone there with the penalty on uh, Dallas Goddard that took away the A.J. Jones, I mean, yeah, the A.J. Brown touchdown. So now you're first and 20. First and 20, you're supposed to force a field goal. Yep. And then I think you were third in about 18. It was first and goal from the 20. So. Right. So, and then you're third and, I think you were third and 20. And then all of a sudden they get a touchdown. Well, you're not supposed to get a touchdown there. That's supposed to be 14-3 with momentum. That felt like, Okay, they're in a little trouble here because yeah. this team's figured out some things they can do against the other team. You know, what told me that was how many times they went for it on fourth down and, and ran the ball, right? I mean, that forget that one at the very end of the, of the game where he threw the ball on fourth down. They, they were just comfortable with Hurts with the ball in his hand mm-hmm. on fourth down because they, they trust that offensive. Yeah, they feel like that's what they are. Yep. And they have, the, they have the attitude, if we can't win these situations, then we're not going to win very much, period. 100%. So we're going to go for it in these situations because it's who we are. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. Credit to him. Let's stay in the third quarter. Jaguars down 20 to 14. And Brian, you mentioned it in big things about forcing a Christian Kirk. Let's look at that play. Second and seven. Here come the Eagles on the blitz. Lawrence in the face of pressure. And it is picked. James Bradbury. If you could freeze it right here. I mean, 39 is wide open, and you've got two blockers for two receivers, and that guy scores. No doubt in my mind. And almost at the snap of the ball, you could just see how the Eagles were playing defense, mm-hmm. John, and Agnew was just standing there. It was, And I'm sure today, Trevor will go, yep, should have done that one. Well, I mean, It's just a bad decision. It's such a game of inches, and that's the cliche for 50 years with this sport. But um, you had two plays here where if Trevor has one more second, the Agnew play in the first half that he missed him, he got pressure right at the throw. On this play, he got pressure right at the throw. Uh, even with the decision on this second one we're talking about, if he hadn't gotten that pressure right at the throw, maybe he steps into it a touch more and it's fine. So uh, the offensive line was fantastic for two weeks against a really good defensive line. The Eagles got him a couple times yeah. yesterday. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go to the fourth quarter now, down 29 to 14. But now the Jaguars are hanging on and, and making this a game. Who makes it really hard? Where does Lawrence go here? Feeling the pressure, throws on third down, wide open. It's Kirk inside the 10. Quickly. Lawrence near side. Agnew breaking a tackle, and he's in. Touchdown. At this point, I'm thinking, all right, I'll come out of the tunnel because now this is a ball game. I'll put my rain jacket back on because now you're making me stand on this field. And pretty much the throw that he should have made in the first 100%. Pack. I mean, and just laid it right in and let him get in the end zone because Kirk's right. You know, I don't know if it's the same exact play, but same concept. Right. Uh, live and learn. Well, again, 
if you're looking at this team, young team, you know, going to go up, going to go down a little bit here and there. It was great to see them in the fourth quarter fighting to make a game of it. Even if it felt like the Eagles were never fully threatened right. because of their ability to run at will, um, that was a good sign. Mm-hmm. Another good sign. The defense holds at the two-minute warning, keeping this game a game. Offense has a chance to make it a game, but they don't. And make it a two-score game. So Trevor Lawrence and company begin just outside the 20. Football is loose again. And the Eagles have recovered. Yeah. Football is loose again is all you need to know from that play. Yeah. yeah. It, it's, uh, I don't think he'll do it again. I, I would guess the next time he plays in the rain in these conditions, which may be a long, long time, he's more aware of it. Uh, as I wrote m- many times this morning, this game doesn't make him a bad player. I don't, I don't even think anybody means remem- he's regressed. I think he had a bad day yeah. in bad situations yesterday. Uh, again, so much of what made this game difficult to analyze is for years around here we've looked at, well, does this mean they're bad? Does this mean they're an awful team? And a lot of times it did. This game was a loss because of some bad circumstances. It was against a good team with a good matchup. I think they're fine going forward within the context of what we're talking about for them over the long term. You were at the Edward Jones Dome in October of 1996 when Mark Brunel threw five interceptions. Yes, I was. Yeah. And at that, well, at that moment in time, <laughs> we, we knew Brunel was going to be this quarterback, right, the franchise quarterback. And, and he went on to lead the league in, in uh, passing yards that year and lead his team to the AFC Championship. He was game. awful that day. But he was yep. awful that day. And you're like, oh, boy, I mean, mm-hmm. what's it going to take to clear this up? Just more time. And then all of a sudden, everything popped, and the relationship with Jimmy and Keenan came on. James Stewart and Natron means that was development. This team is in a development stage. This is one of those days. It sucks to talk about today, but this is one of those days that if they go somewhere this year, John, you can point back and go, man, they learned something there. Mm-hmm. One more thing on that. Brunel's was five picks. Yeah, uh, five interceptions. If Trevor's day yesterday had been five interceptions where it looked like he didn't know where he was going with the ball or he looked lost. Then I might buy into, okay, we're a little worried here. It was one interception that I think he he had a bad read. It was a young kid read. But I didn't feel like he was lost out there. I felt like there was a football that he – didn't know how to hold, yeah. which yeah. is a difference in terms of his long-term development. Yeah, and the conditions, it was Coach Peterson was talking about it after the game, and it's like, okay, how do you prepare your team for this? He's like, well, we got to play in it more. All right, well, does it snow and rain and is it cold in Jacksonville? No. All right, so when we play in these games, we're going to have to better prepare because we don't have the experience like the Eagles do in this weather. It's How do you prepare for something like this? You can't. It sounds like Schlin may have struggled <laughs> as much as Trevor yesterday. I don't. <laughs> it really was. The South Florida is shining through right now. Yeah. <laughs> I can't stop talking about it. It was that awful. It was worse than Tennessee, New wow. Year's Day. It, it was worse than that because at least you're prepared for those cold games because you know going into gotcha. it. I don't think any of us are buying your excuses. I, I'm telling you, my <laughs> tennis shoes were not ready for what I endured. It was that bad. That's it. That's all I got to say. There was a brownie for dessert that was fantastic. (laughs) It was. That was a good brownie. (laughs) It It made it all worth it. Not really. All right. And that is highlights from yesterday's loss to the Eagles when we come back on Jaguars Drive Time. Some hot takes on the Jaguars Sigil Network. Jaguars fans. 
huddle up for the best defense against expensive car repairs, CarShield. Score big with the nation's number one automotive protection company, CarShield. They offer affordable plans that cover over 6,000 parts and systems in your car, truck, or SUV. Don't miss any Jaguars action this season with a car breakdown. Call the MVPs at CarShield for the best coverage ever. Call 800-471-1223. 800-471-1223. Go Jags! Your hometown gate now has more ways to save. Introducing MyGate Rewards, a new loyalty program with member-exclusive savings and fuel discounts. Earn points on in-store purchases, take advantage of special offers, and save on products you love. Score free coffee, fountain drinks, pizza, and soft serve with Gate's frequent shopper clubs. Then use your points on savings at the pump. Download the MyGate Rewards app in the App Store today or ask a store associate for more information. Go from good to Gate. At Five Star Credit Union, you inspire them to go the extra mile to meet your financial needs. That's why they offer Jaguars fans more banking options like better rates and no hidden fees. Their team is also dedicated to making the communities they serve stronger, volunteering their time and talents while donating millions to local nonprofits. Five Star Credit Union, fivestarcu.org. Go Jags! Move the freight, move the freight. Magellan Transport voted coolest office space in Jacksonville. Apply online at MagellanLogistics.com. We're back, Jaguars drive time on a Monday. Time for some hot takes as we get ready for a home game against the Texans on Sunday. Brian, what do you got? It's a huge game on Sunday, and not because it's a must win or anything like that, but do you realize the last time the Jaguars beat the Texans was 2017. They've lost eight consecutive games to the Texans, and including two last year when the Texans were in turmoil. The Jaguars have to beat the Texans in order to go where they want to go, which is to win the division title, which is the surest way to the playoffs. I know, shouldn't be talking playoffs after yesterday, but this Texans thing is in their head in Mm -hmm. some respect. Uh, maybe it's not because you have so many new guys here. But the Texans' head has been, well, we beat the Jaguars. You have to turn that around. Yep. That has to turn around this week. And if the Jaguars beat the Texans, and they should beat the Texans, they're a better team than the Texans are. They should beat the Texans on Sunday and put themselves in a position to go to Indy the next week with really what could be a knockout blow to the Colts' hopes of winning the AFC South. And they were the preseason favorite. So this is a huge game on Sunday for this football team. It gets them back on track. It's in the division, and it's against a team that's had their number. Mm -hmm. Well, it's a huge couple weeks in that sense because the division games are key. Um, This will be the first time they're playing in a situation. I expect them to be favored. I'm not sure they've been favored yet this year. Um, no. So it'll be their first experience as sort of an established team that's taking a couple of rungs up. It'll be the first time the you ladder. say they should win that game. Right. Yeah. So how do you handle that in, in an important situation? Even if they weren't favored, if you think you're a playoff team or if you think you're a good team, you win division games at home. Yeah. So to establish that, I think, is very important. Mm-hmm. And I could hear Cam Robinson's post-game speech from outside the locker room door. We were standing in the hallway 
and they're already mentioning the Texans, and it's very clear that this is a very motivated team going against this Texans There aren't team. many people on this roster that have ever beaten the Texans. Cam is one Cam's of them. One of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 45-7 out here in December. Yeah, December. That was the yeah. last meaningful time. They never beat Deshaun Watson when he was the quarterback. For yeah, them. and not to mention then you'll go to Indy with healthy receivers most likely and Pittman back. It's going to be a huge game, and, if, and Indy's going to be highly motivated. If they believe in themselves like they say they believe right. in themselves, this game is a must-win. And you'd be 4-2 and two with 3-0 oh in the I mean – yeah, you can firmly okay. establish yeah. yourself and show you are what you think you yeah. are by winning these next two. Mm-hmm. All right, John, what do you got? I got to read mine because I, I can't remember what it was. It's so, okay. It was a long time ago. Wait. Okay. Okay. No surprise, no panic, but no repeat. And you know, I'm not overly surprised they lost that game. I didn't think they were going to win. Uh, and uh, that was a little bit me, the pessimist, but also a little bit me thinking that the Eagles were are, are a good team that knows exactly what they are. So I thought it would be tough. That was realistic of you, not pessimistic. Well, thank you. In, in retrospect, you were exactly right. You should. Well, I was right. Um, <laughs> it, and no panic. I didn't feel panic in the locker room. I don't think Doug Peterson will panic over this because, again, I think Doug knows the league well enough to know this was a tough spot against a team. We talked about it a little bit during the last break, Brian. A mature team that really knows what they are, and they were able to play to their strengths yesterday. The Jaguars, you know, I think it's seven or eight guys who played for Peterson's Super Bowl team. Well, this team's got, I think, uh, two guys left from that season, the Jaguars. So they have a core up there that, that knows what they're doing. So you don't panic, but you also can't repeat that. You can't go up against a team that runs RPO next time and get gashed the way they did. Mm-hmm. And you can't have the giveaway plays that Trevor made. That has to change for this team. It's okay to experience that once you went up against a team that you probably were the poorer matchup with and didn't handle it that well. Mm -hmm. But the next time you go do that, there needs to be progress and you need to start going and winning those games if you're going where you think you're going. Okay yesterday, not okay going forward. Yeah, and like John said, we think we all expected that the Jaguars might not win this game against the Eagles, an undefeated team that is hot in the NFL as a whole right now. And I think my hot take leads to this. The Jaguars weren't ready for what hit them on Sunday. We expected the Jaguars to lose, frankly, against the Eagles. But I didn't expect the day that the Jaguars had yesterday. I didn't expect Trevor Lawrence to fumble the ball four times. And I think when I go back to big things and I just said I felt like the Eagles had all the momentum the entire game, it's because I think we all could just tell it wasn't Trevor's day. And when it's not Trevor's day, I don't expect Trevor to build himself out of it quite right. yet. When he's not having a day, he's not having a day. When he's having a day, right. he's having a day. No one can stop him. So I'm trying to think of the right way to say this so it doesn't come off you know, like an excuse. But the Jaguars, they had some distractions last week. Big time, right? yeah. Um, they came back from the West Coast. They had the hurricane and, and had all the changes on. that. And then they go and they have to endure the weather. They didn't handle it very well. No. Right? They, you say they weren't ready. Okay. They, that means to me that they didn't handle all of the changes, you know, staying in a hotel downtown and all of the things that they did to try to get around it. They're a young team. Sometimes young teams don't handle things well. You were talking about eight or nine guys from the Eagles that were there on the Super Bowl team. Only Dewan Smoot and Cam Robinson are here from that 17 team that played in the AFC Championship game. Don't forget the chat, man. And I forgot chat. chat. Sorry. Um, you're talking about, and, and two of those guys are reserve players, yeah. you know, one frontline guy. So they just, I, I don't mean it to be an excuse, and I might be wrong on this, but my assumption is that Sunday 
was a, was a culmination of a week that they just didn't handle everything as well as they could have. Yeah, they just they just frankly did not look ready. You had guys running into the locker room at halftime trying to get thermals, trying to get ready for these conditions, and at that point, it's too late. Yes, we knew it was going to rain. We knew it was going to be cold. We knew this is a very tough Eagles team. I don't think anyone expected it to be like right. it was. Now, the question is, the next time that they face these sorts of things, how do they handle it? And I would sure. think, just based on Doug Peterson's history, they won't handle it like this. Mm-hmm. They'll handle it differently. And I don't think it should be forgotten that e- even with all that, you had a chance to take the lead late yeah. in the fourth yeah. quarter. I mean, late in the third quarter. And you got run on to that degree. Yep. And it still basically turned on two sack fumbles late yeah. that probably shouldn't have happened. Yeah. So, this is a very well coached team. Yeah, yeah I for think sure. there's light. It's just hard to see in this day of darkness. <laughs> nice. Now let's go to break with that. And that is hot takes when we come back. Some closing thoughts on the Jaguars Digital Network. Jaguars fans, huddle up for the best defense against expensive car repairs, CarShield. Score big with the nation's number one automotive protection company, CarShield. They offer affordable plans that cover over 6,000 parts and systems in your car, truck, or SUV. Don't miss any Jaguars action this season with a car breakdown. Call the MVPs at CarShield for the best coverage ever. Call 800-471-1223. 800-471-1223. Go Jags! Jags fans, Shaquille Griffin of the Jacksonville Jaguars. I know you love when we put the QB in this place with a big interception. And now Luray Boyd Peanut Company is making every pick a winning play with the peanut pickoff. Every time the Jaguars make a pick, Luray Peanuts is going to donate to youth football initiatives throughout their southeast. And the Jaguars Foundation will match every dollar. We get one play closer to victory and our kids get to train for a brighter future. Everyone wins, except for the other team's QB. But hey, that's his problem. Hey, Jags fans, Brian Sexton for DreamFinders Homes. In a complex housing market, do decisions on the biggest purchase of your life stress you out? At DreamFinders Homes, they can build the home of your dreams in one of their many communities in Northeast Florida. With a mortgage company in-house, they're here to assist you throughout the entire process. Choose from their wide range of single-family homes or townhomes from the 300,000s. DreamFinders Homes specializes in homes built to fit your lifestyle. Call 904-590-2545 or visit DreamFindersHomes.com. Baptist Health and Jacksonville Orthopedic Institute, the official sports medicine provider of the Jacksonville Jaguars. One last segment for you on Jaguars Drive Time on a Monday, a busy week getting ready for a home game against the Texans on Sunday, but a very busy week for all of us on Jaguars Productions and Tony Baselli, his Hall of Fame game. And Brian, I know you've had a big part in this. Well, I've had a part in it, <laughs> and I'm ready to give it back. Um, I love Tony, uh, and, and the Baselli's are important to a lot of us around here. Uh, On um, Saturday, there will be a debut of uh, a a private invite, uh, but it eventually will be something everyone will see, of a documentary called 71 that a lot of people in this broadcast department have had a hand in. It's fantastic. Um, And then uh, the alumni weekend, the Legends weekend is this weekend, and I think they have the most legends signed up to come back for events Friday, Saturday, and then, of course, Sunday with the Hall of Fame. The bust will be here. Mm-hmm. He'll get his ring. We'll celebrate it, you know, with the home fans. Uh, it, it'll be an insanely busy uh, week, but it's, uh, you know, for those of us who who have been around Tony, um, glad to share it with him, glad to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, uh, 
it's deserved. It felt like a lot of people uh, had small hands in this uphill fight for Tony to get in. Mm -hmm. Couldn't be happier that he's in. I'm looking forward to the week. Yeah. Yes, and Tony will be recognized at halftime here Sunday against the Texans, so tickets are available on Jaguars.com. And that is our show, Jaguars Drive Time on Amanda. We'll be back with you Wednesday morning. Stay with us on Jaguars.com.